Hello, listener, and welcome to the first episode of the Two Dudes and Him podcast. My name is Ryan, and today I am joined by Mark and Evan. Hey. Hey. Today we will be talking about games. So, first of all, I want to lead off by asking each of you, what is a game to you? What qualifies as a game? Evan? Yeah, I feel like Evan should go first here. Um, I think a game to me is something that you can play with. Mm-hmm. Or something I can that, play with that others. Well, yeah, right. That, I, I um, want to keep it um, wrong. Y- y- okay. Are, right, are you well, done? Well, Do you want to keep? Yes. Yeah, <laughs> anyways, um, what I consider a game is uh mainly virtual. There are board games, that's true, mm-hmm. and you can play those with friends. Obviously. Yeah. But if we're going by the virtual standard of games, I okay. normally we're just going with any. I think. Price doesn't matter. The price doesn't consider a game. What I consider a game mm-hmm. is something that you have fun while playing. Alright. So, for me, a game is pretty textbook. Mm-hmm. It has rules, it has an end goal, and it has some way of measuring how you've performed, right? So, yeah. for example, there, there are n- anomalies to what I believe to be a game. Um, for example, tag, right? Yeah. Tag is widely considered a game, you would agree? Mm-hmm. Yeah. But tag has no end game, or no really end goal, unless you're trying to wear other people out and be the last one standing. Yeah. They could also yeah. put a twist on tag, like, with infection. Right. Yeah. So, infection... The interesting part about infection is that there is kind of an end goal, and that is to be the last alive. Yeah. But... Uh, as we've always played Infection or other games, the last one standing usually starts as being it next round, right? Mm-hmm. So the dilemma that we face is, is the last person standing the winner or the loser? Um, I would say the winner, to be fair. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, yeah, not many people want to be it, but when it comes to Infection, you get to like tag whoever you just right. go around having fun chasing anyone, you know? That's yeah. a good point. I didn't Instead think of that. just having to simply run away from basically right. everyone. That's a good point. Mm-hmm. That, that's a, that, yeah, that is a very good point. Um, which leads me to the next, the, basically the whole idea of the last one standing becoming it next poses an issue in and of itself because as time goes on, people won't really want to be the last one standing. Mm-hmm. That is true. Because it's yeah. difficult to get a game like Infection started. Yeah, we, we face this dilemma personally when we played Sharks and Minnows in school where people didn't really want to be the first one. People, they didn't people be, didn't really want to win. They want to be it. Yeah, so what, what would happen is, and Mark can attest this the most, People would run and try and get themselves tagged. They didn't want to be the last one there because it would mean that they had to start as it the next round. And the first shark's job is always very difficult, right? Because you have to make more sharks to make more sharks, right? Yeah. And so it's difficult to build that front line when you're starting. And it's a taxing job. No one really wants to do that. Well, and then, of course, within that game, you would have people teaming up and almost like mind games being played against everybody else. 
you know? <laughs> mind, I, mind games. My, I don't know if I would go to the extent called mind games. <laughs> I, I, I don't think that's exactly mind games. I think it's more or less playing with favoritism. Right. Favoritism, yeah. Favoritism's now, a big issue in those games. It really is. Now, Mark, I have a question for you. Uh-huh. What would you consider the best example of a game? Like, someone who's never heard of a game, they need to know, what would you give them? Me, personally? Mm-hmm. Uh, when it comes to actual board games, you'd probably just hand them, like, sorry, as <laughs> basic concept. Yeah, Maybe okay, that's a great example. Sorry yeah. is a great game that does not get talked about enough. It really is. It's not that hard to understand. I love yeah, it's, it's simple, it's I clean. And, and the when best it comes part... To, when it comes to actual video games, right? You'd probably yeah. try to give them an easy concept to understand. Mm-hmm. Not that difficult. So... Now, when it comes to those, probably like... Now this is gonna sound weird to some people who know Stardew Valley is very, you know... Interesting con. Or intricate. And yeah, mm-hmm. intricate. Right. There, there's a lot of stuff you can do. But yeah. you don't have to exactly, you know, play it that way. Right. You can just exactly. play it as a farmer. Just it's basically. a it's a simple game. It doesn't take much skill or explaining. And it's a great concept with even greater visuals and stuff. Mm-hmm. Exactly. So on going off what Mark said, if I were to hand someone a video game for the first time and I wanted to explain to them the concept of a win or lose game, I would most likely give them Street Fighter. Mm-hmm. Because that, that's Street a very Fighter has a lot of simplicity to it. Now, here is where we talk about, or here is where I want to talk about something that's very important to me when you're talking about games. And that is chance versus skill. Okay. Or chance and skill. Chance and skill are combined mm-hmm. in some facets. Yeah. So, a good example of this spectrum is Call of Duty, because Call of Duty has had many, many games through the ages, right? Mm-hmm. In 2011, Call of Duty was a World War II video game. No one really thought it would go beyond that. Now we've got Call of Duty in space, Call of Duty in modern times, whatever you play, right? Yeah. So my main thing that I want to focus on are two games, Call of Duty Infinite Warfare and Call of Duty Warzone, right? Mm-hmm. Call of Duty Infinite Warfare is a game in which you build your loadout, then you go and play against the other team. It's wholly skill-based because you're deciding what you use, and if that's the thing that you use best, you'll be able to play without any real issues, right, mm-hmm. regarding yeah. what you're using. However, in Call of Duty Warzone, you don't choose your loot. Yeah, so in Call of Duty Warzone, you don't pick what you get. You find stuff on the floor and you have to make it work. So it's a combination there of chance, and I don't know if I would call it skill, but adaptability, Uh, right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. So, um, I think adaptability Mm -hmm. is skill. So, Evan, I have a question for you. Mm -hmm. What do you think? is most important when you're talking about skill versus chance where would you draw that line um i think the line is pretty much drawn when it comes down to if you do the argument of two players with equal skill using different weapons or different techniques in a game like in chess because the different techniques or weapons 
well, one of them's gonna be better. And if they're two perfect players, there's gonna be an advantage. But if there's other factors, like it's random who gets what technique or skill or weapon or whatever, then mm -hmm. that's chance if you're gonna win. So what you're saying is, if chess were to have a system in which the play you ran was laid out for you, it would be much different. Mm-hmm. Mm, yeah, hmm. I would agree with that. That's a very interesting concept. Alright, Mark, what, what do you think about this? Do you have any, like, personal experience for, like, luck-based games or, like, skill-based or anything? Oh, boy. We're gonna talk about that. Alright, now, there's a game. I'm sure you've heard of it called Genshin Impact, right? Yeah, I've heard of that before. Alright, so I have a friend who has pulled multiple five stars before I've pulled a single four star. What's a five star, four star? A five star is a... Now, a five star is a very good character for the most part. Right. Mm -hmm. That is very hard to get and is entirely luck based. Mm. So, wait, here, wait, before you go on, I just want to add in a little bit of something. So is a, is a five star innately a good character, or in the right hands could say a two star character be better? Now there are no two stars. Three star is the baseline oh, for characters. Okay, that but doesn't make sense. Five stars are, for the most part, innately good characters. If so you they get are a five star, yeah. If you were to get a five star, you would probably have a better character than any person. So mm -hmm. right off the bat, are their statistics heightened? Uh, the like entire the premise is it's a gacha game. Those games are entirely luck-based. Okay. So there's no skill involved in any facet? Or... There is, because there's also fighting. Right. But, so you have to... Yeah. But here's the thing. If you have a 5-star... Fighting will be must like it it, it will be much easier yeah. if you have a Don't five worry star about... than if you had three stars. Yeah, so I completely forgot what I was gonna say. Does anyone have anything else to add? Um yeah, I do. So right. I think to sum up what Mark and everyone's kind of putting down here is that the games kind of hand you different scenarios. And mm -hmm. you can only do so much to really be good at it. And this applies to almost any game. And it could even be a definition for a game. Because, like, tag, you really have the people who can run faster, you know? That's mm -hmm. skill. But then you have the terrain. Nobody can control that. That's luck. Hide and seek, it's really the same thing. Chess, kind of the same thing, too. But wait, wait, wait. chess is a little different. Look. What is the luck facet of chess? I feel like a luck facet in chess would be like... Well, I mean, I guess if you're playing white or black, your strategy greatly changes. Yeah, I don't know if that's flipping a coin. That could be luck, but I think the luck aspect that I would see here is like, maybe your opponent won't see the setup you're trying to do. You know, you might get yeah. So some really interesting things that I've found, and this is a little off topic, but I'll come right back after. Um, professional chess players will completely change their plan based on whether they play black or white. Because as you know, mm -hmm. white moves first, and that initiative is really everything, because they set the course by opening however they want. Yeah. 
and, and that, that's a really good point. Mm-hmm. I, I think that I thought that was very interesting. Another thing that I wanted to touch base on was Candyland. Right? Mm-hmm. Never have I been angrier. Then <laughs> Mark knows where I'm going with this story. Yes, yes, I 100% do. So, I'm playing Candyland, right? Mm-hmm. I'm rolling down Easy Street. I'm pulling out the double purples, the double oranges. Mm-hmm, getting real and- lucky there. <laughs> uh, my little cousin is playing, right? And she's getting all singles. You know, she's moving pretty slow. She hit the, the annoying little bridge where you have to go down, right? Mm-hmm. All of a sudden, she hits, like, the chocolate ice cream from, like, the third square of the board and overtakes me by an insane amount. And then mm-hmm. I immediately start hitting all the penalty bricks. And in, in my mind, I was like, oh, oh my god, I'm gonna have a stress-induced migraine. Now, <laughs> I was furious! <laughs> that, that story is an amazing <laughs> example so of luck turning the tides. Now, luck if, did, you, did tides. your... Did the cousin win? Oh yeah. <laughs> she now, would you consider? Were they good at the game? No. You like can't if be good anyone at in a luck-based you game can. wins something. Candyland is entirely luck-based. There is okay. no facet of skill in Candyland, and the same goes for the game that should not exist, known as Shoots and Ladders. All right. <laughs> I get mad at shoots and ladders, bro. I get mad. It seems like a lot of children's game, inv- children's games, involve entirely around luck, because it's yeah. a very yeah. simple mechanic. Because yeah. and the, a big reason for that is that children can't really manage strategic thinking to whatever mm-hmm. degree. That's However, a good point. When you look at a baby, right? I'm looking at a baby. Yeah. Babies have their own type of strategy and reasoning, right? Mm-hmm. So, if essentially, a baby can grab, grasp the concept of heat, right? Yes. And they yeah. can formulate in their mind through experiments and their own form of research with the real world around them what is safe for them and what is not safe for them. But they have to experience that first. And it's so important that babies experience these kinds of conditions like heat and cold. I'm not saying put your baby in extreme temperatures or whatever to help them learn, but it's important that they experience something like touching to something that's really hot, right? Mm-hmm. And then they're like, oh, I don't want to do that again. Yeah, yeah like a uh, black top left out in the sun. You know? Yeah, exactly. right? I'll, I'll learn how to recognize what might be hot because of symbols that I remember, right? They do have that cognitive ability to be able to say, this wasn't good last time, it won't be good this time. And mm-hmm. that's why a lot of children are picky eaters, right? So say they're watching a TV show and the t- TV show brings up the stereotype of broccoli is bad, I don't want to eat broccoli, right? Broccoli is great. I, I, I personally favor broccoli when it's well seasoned. Yeah. Anyways, they see that um, theme of like, oh, broccoli's not bad, and they adopt that. And they're like, oh, I don't want to eat broccoli, right? Because they pick up that broccoli is bad. Mm-hmm. 
And that's how picky eating develops. I, I'm as I remember, I was pretty, I was a pretty picky eater when I was little. Mm-hmm. And, but now I'll like eat what anything. Yeah, I'll eat anything. But I've realized that we're starting to get away from games, and we'll go back to that in a second. But the general baseline of the point I wanted to make is that babies are the best scientists, right? Yeah. Babies run the best experiments because they have no fear of the outcome. Yeah, and I feel like games, especially like children's games, the Mm -hmm. simplest ones from just building blocks like Lincoln Logs. Right. They, you know, you can play with them and you, the babies will see, you know, oh, this is what happens. And even when it comes to toddlers, the games are very simply structured. And I wouldn't say teach a life lesson, but a lot of games, they teach teamwork, you know, collaborativity, and really great real world strategies. So you brought up Lincoln Logs. Yeah. I would like to talk about that because I think Lincoln Logs are an important toy that have been leaned away from in recent years because it's like, oh, Lincoln Logs are mm-hmm. an old toy. Now, that's well, interesting that you that called them a them toy. Yeah, it, it doesn't make them bad. It doesn't are they make a them toy? bad. So I would consider Lincoln Logs a toy because they are meant to be played with. That was mm-hmm. their initial purpose. But you could make a game with the Lincoln Logs. Right. Like a Lincoln game would logs, be who can stack the heights or something. Lincoln Logs teach two important things in my eyes. One, Lincoln Logs teach a toddler what is safe to do in the way of putting objects on top of or near other objects. And they mm-hmm. also teach them that certain things will go together and stay that way and certain things won't. So yeah. say you a Lincoln Log sideways on another Lincoln Log that's sideways. There's nothing holding those pieces together. But if you link the divots in Lincoln Logs, they will stay together unless pulled apart in the manner they're supposed to. Yeah, and I feel like playing with them, you kind toddlers kind of make their own games with their imagination. Right. And that's an interesting yeah. kind of game because it's it's really a personal thing. Mm-hmm. You know, you know everything about it and no one else could play that game. And there's no name for that game either. It doesn't have rules, but it is a game. You know? It is a game in the sense that yeah. they bring realistic ideas yeah. of whatever now, kind into it. Like I said, my definition of a game is it's something that's fun. Right? Yeah. And they themselves have fun when playing with this mm-hmm. game that they made up themselves. Mm-hmm. Which is why I would consider it a game. Now, you're saying something that is fun is a game. Would you say someone has fun going to, you know, a baseball park and watching the game? Is that a game? Like, then? I mean, of course it's a game. It's a baseball game. So, yes. We need to establish the difference between a game and a form of entertainment Mm -hmm. that involves no activity. Like, watching TV might be fun, but is that a game? Now I feel like oh. I should mention something as well. For the most part, our entertainment sources are watching someone play a game. Right. My example is like sports and those competitive games like, uh... Well... What is it? The game where you make drawings and they guess. Yeah. Uh... Yeah, well, I, whatever the name of the game is, that's debatable. Because sports players aren't playing a game, that's their job. They're going to their work. 
they're competitors. I think that's almost more than a game. That's like a competition, you know? That, yeah, so... Hmm, that's actually interesting that you, bring you can, that up. Of course you can call it a game. It fits the criteria. Right. But it's just a lot more serious than tag so, or hide-and-seek yeah. will ever be. So there's obviously a baseline definition for a game. But how mm-hmm. the game is played or used can change it from being a game. A hundred percent. That's a hundred percent. I agree. That's a great point. So, for example, let's take Lincoln Logs, right? Mm -hmm. So say there's a child who is taking those Lincoln Logs and they're building a nice house. But there's a child who's taking those Lincoln Logs and like hitting their brother or sister in the head, right? Yeah. That stops being a game and starts being violence. Mm-hmm. And the immediate response is to discourage that. Yeah, right? because I think kids definitely do have an askew sense mm-hmm. of when exactly a game isn't really a game anymore. Like, of course, we would see that all the time during math class. We look out the window into the playground, and what do we see? Oh kids God. sumo wrestling. Like, we see yeah. kids beat each other up. And yeah. now, I guess that's a game, technically, but it's really... It's pretty violent. So you know? yeah, so that's that's something that kids pick up when they're little is fighting because they don't know how to control their anger, right? Mm-hmm. They, they they have no understanding of consequence in the long term. Yeah. And so some people grow up and maintain that instinct to fight. Some people will lean away from the instinct to fight because maybe when they were little, they would get beaten in a fight. Well, that's debatable. If they grow up and keep that instinct, did they really grow up? Yes. They might have gotten older. About in terms of age. Oh. Not Not like. Not mental age, right? I'm not trying to turn this into a philosophical debate about what growing up is. I don't even know. Would that be a philo. Okay, never mind. Basically, <laughs> fighting as a child would be perceived as a game because it is something to do. But right? it's, it's yeah. not necessarily having like an end goal. Right. It doesn't well, the end, the end goal is to, you know, beat the other well, person. Yeah. Well, couldn't that be more of a competition though? That's what I'm saying. Yeah. It, well, it's it like, meets the criteria for a game, it is not a game by default. If because I bring something involves, back, it involves someone else getting hurt. It isn't which, continuous either. It's... Which goes back to football, right? Mm-hmm. In competitive football, those guys aren't only trying to get the ball from the other person. They're trying to hurt the other person in such a way that they will give up the ball. They're trying to win and make their salary. It's a lot yeah. more intense. It's a lot more, there's a lot more riding on it. Yes, so but I feel like I should mention one thing. We've already right. established that tag is a game, correct? Yes. Yeah. But would you say that isn't competitive? Well, it depends. There is a TV show. I don't know what station it airs on, but it's called Tag, and it's professional tag. It's people leaping over walls and like slapping each other in the face, and it's the funniest thing I've ever watched. Well, that's a little bit different. It's a one-on-one tag, where the game ends when you tag someone else. I think the thing that we're thinking of is, you know, you have like five people just all running around and having a good time. 
But one on one tag, it has a beginning, an end, winner, loser. I think that's clearly a game. Mm -hmm. So it's a game, but it's also a competition because those people win prize money. So mm -hmm. they are becoming more aggressive in their endeavors by nature. Whereas if yeah. we were playing tag with all our friends, we, we'd be like joking about it. Like, oh, you got me, you know, in that situation where you're getting paid and there's a lot on the line. It's like, oh, you tagged me, you know, mm -hmm. like it, it's surges of vengeful mindset. All right. So and this question, I'll put it for Ryan and Mark. Do okay. you guys think that what entails a game to become a competition is just that there's a reward for winning or is there something else? I, I think it can be a competition even without like a cash, you know, you could do mm -hmm. it to, let's say, prove something to someone else or simply for the fact that you want to just do it to keep your standing in something, you know? Mm -hmm. Right. So my response to that would be similar to Mark, you know, when a game becomes, I think that I'm sorry, can you repeat the question? Because I had a idea formulated in my mind, but now I Yeah, I was it. asking, um, when is a competition? Like, is a competition only when you're getting paid money for winning? Right. Or is so, there any other scenario? I think a competitive mindset can be fueled when... Right, you're trying to prove something to someone else, but it can also be... It's There's a general instinctive response when someone challenges you to something, you want to beat them, even though it's something you've never claimed to be good at. Mm -hmm. If you can gauge that that person is also kind of a novice, you're like, maybe I can luck it out and beat them, right? Yeah. yeah. So there, there's an immediate response that says, yes, I want to compete against you in this and win. Because it's what our body wants to do or what our mind wants to do. We want to yes. be superior to something or someone else. Mm -hmm. it's and would you consider almost like, this? there's no physical interaction going on here, mm -hmm. but the conversation between your inner dialogue, would you consider that almost playing a game with yourself? Inner dialogue? I mean, Is that like, are you talking about like about what you're going to say and what you actually say? Like yeah, in like, an ethical sense, or just like day-to-day? -day? Like you're thinking about challenging this guy because he just, you know, said let's go play some basketball or something, and you don't mm -hmm. know if you can win, but you're having a back and forth in your mind. And the winner might be going to challenge him, or the loser would be going home. That's a, It's pretty out there, but would you consider so, something like that a game? I... So I personally would not. Mm -hmm. now, a large part okay mark you can go yeah now when it comes to that yes you are going back and forth there is going to be an end goal what you say to the person but i feel like the problem is you're not exactly having a fun time while discussing this topic inside of your head mm, that's a good point you're not exactly bringing joy from thinking do i want to fight him or am i gonna lose if i do it it's like now that's really interesting you bring that up, that you're not having a fun time, so it's not a game. So let's say you're playing um, Minecraft, right? That game, there's a lot of just mindless grinding, where you're not exactly having fun, but you're playing it. Now is that playing a game? Because like, yes, you're just because grinding. Now, 
when you're playing it overall, it is fun. There are times where it doesn't exactly bring you as much enjoyment. That's not like saying, when you finally get the enchantment that you wanted, it's not an enjoyable experience. That's a you know? great point. So, what I was going to say... Um... Hold on, let me think about this for like just one more second here. Well... Alright, All right, hold on, I've got my whole statement formulated now. Alright. My response to that situation revolves around who I'm with, right? Mm -hmm. So my brain's debate changes entirely. Say I'm walking down the hallway at school, right? Yeah. Some kid walks up to me and he's like, yo, wanna go in a basketball 1v1? Personally, I suck at basketball. Mm -hmm. If I was alone and there was no one to watch, and it was just me and this kid, I would be like, no, you know, I gotta go to class. Like, I don't wanna, I don't wanna do that. Yeah. But, say I'm walking with all my friends and I'm on a free, right? Yeah. I might accept because all my friends would come in and watch and we would laugh about my loss afterwards, right? Yeah. yeah. And maybe I could make like, some fun out of it. Just a fun time. Yeah. So there is a great amount of variance in that situation to me. But mm -hmm. ultimately, if you're talking about my decision alone, not influenced by any other situation except this guy's challenge then I would say no, that's not a game to me, I wouldn't have fun with it, I would probably deny his request. If he kept insisting, I'd go play him in basketball, lose, and leave, right? Yeah. But, you know. Best case scenario for me, if I'm alone, I would just be like, no. And he'd be like, alright, fine. Yeah, I think that's a really good point, how like, being with people and having an enjoyable experience do some doing something can completely turn around the entire perspective that mm -hmm. you do, that yeah. have. Alright, and yeah. I think... Um, I want to start going over some of the main points that we covered today as we're kind of wrapping up. Yeah, we're, we're winding um, down. We did luck versus skill. I think that was a great point to cover because yeah. a lot of games like blackjack really do involve luck, but skill can really turn the tide. Um, and I feel like I should say one more thing about the entire luck thing. When it comes to online games, luck isn't just a part of the game, it's how they also make money for the most part. Mm -hmm. Right. Normally games add in some sort of luck system, whether it aids you or does absolutely nothing besides look. They still add some sort of system that we call luck. Yeah. Or, and then, you know, like money. This can bring me to my second point that luck is even the definition of games because it's almost a universal thing in every game. Just a little bit of luck and having some fun can make it a game. The next topic we touched down on were things such as Candyland and Shoots and Ladders, where we discussed that a lot of children's games aren't based around skill at all. But sure, just rather, spinning a spinner and getting high numbers. But someone who was more mature than a child might find it frustrating, because there's no way for them yeah. to outplay a mm -hmm. child. And, you know, losing to a two-year-old when you're 14 is a crushing defeat. It is. It really is. You feel me, so bad. That'll bring me to my next point, where getting good luck isn't skill. And I feel like getting good luck is seen as skill a lot of the time, but it really isn't. And then I guess that kind of wraps it up. Um, mm -hmm. Do we have any final words? Well, I would say, just before we wrap up, um, for anyone who may be listening, Games are not to be stressed over. The mm -hmm. significance of a game 
is to enjoy yourself and never should a game become any measure of a person. Yeah, and I think that's a great statement to leave it on. We had a great talk today. Um, Mm -hmm. I guess, bye viewer, I guess. Yeah, well, I mean, hope to see you in the next episode where we have a little more fun. Alright, bye. Sure. See ya.